Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Do Drugs. I am your host, Aliyah Janine. Um, up top, I totally forgot to um, leave the gentleman who wrote the article about me, his Twitter handle, his name, um, wrote the article about uh, this podcast in the AV Club, a nice little review. Um, his Twitter handle is Uncle Crizzy. That's why we were talking about syrup if you guys remember in that episode. And that's why I couldn't remember Uncle Chrissy. And uh, his name is Craig Lindsay. And so thank you, Craig, um, for that wonderful little write-up. Um, today, I have a very fun guest. Um, his name is Mike Rainey. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, Leah. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm, um, I'm excited. This is technically the first time we've ever like spoken to each other. Uh, <laughs> we've just met on Twitter, basically. Yeah, it's nice to finally talk to you. I feel like um, there's so many times, there's so many people that I come across where like, I'll interact with them so often on Twitter and Facebook that it's like, it's almost like it doesn't feel like it's really happening when you finally get to like look them in the eye and have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It is, is, is that, um, that weird thing. Or like, there's been a couple of people where like, I felt like I've known them for years, you yeah. know, cause we've known <laughs> Like we've been like Twitter friends for years. And then like yeah. we finally meet and it's like, yeah, like we're actually friends. Sometimes, um, though it can be a little weird, you know, like, because sometimes some people portray a different like persona online than yeah. what they do in real life. So you have to be careful for that um, kind of thing. I didn't realize you could see my fucking ring light in my glasses, whatever. I'm a nerd. I need my glasses. I've um, had like a, a lot of interactions. With, well, not a lot, but I remember specific interactions with like being Facebook friends with people for a long time mm -hmm. and um, being in the same room as them. And there's like that weird thing that happens where you're just like cats, like smelling each other's assholes. Like you don't like come up and just actually like. <laughs> interact with one another but you're like just going in circles and trying to figure out the right time to say like oh hello I'm yeah. so, and so it's nice to finally meet you yeah yeah I've had that um I've had that happen especially with comics and stuff like that out of you know comics that live in different states and stuff like that it's like no we're like we follow each other on social media it's like yeah no I know who you are we could, <laughs> we could say hi like it's weird that you, if you don't say hi like I've had that happen before too and I'm just like we talk like every day, like you like every one of my tweets. <laughs> You're not even going to say hi. People are weird. Maybe they're all on drugs. I don't know. Um, I am socially awkward, too. So I think that that has more to do with it than anything. Yeah. So it, it takes. Yeah, it's it's it would take a lot for me to get up and go and, and it would have to take somebody locking eyes with me, probably for me to walk across the room and introduce yeah. myself like a normal human being. But that that's also just like, fuck, now I have to go do this because yeah, I, yeah. I locked eyes now because you it's like your mom to... pushing you to say hi yeah. to like a neighbor <laughs> or you're fucking like, give grandpa a hug. It's like, I don't want, no, I don't want to. to. <laughs> I don't want to. And now they're like, oh, now you don't have to force your kids to do that. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> fucking little bastards getting all the good shit. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like think back to like all the gross relatives you had to like give a kiss or give a hug. And like now. And the kids don't realize how spoiled they are not having to kiss some fucking old beanbag chair. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't um, like my relatives. It wasn't like it was always like my grandmother, like my great grandmother mm -hmm. um, on my father's side before she passed away because she was so like thin and frail and like dying. And so like I didn't want to touch her <laughs> <laughs> because it grossed me out. <laughs> You're going to crush her. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also like, you know, like six years old or whatever. And we yeah. just we have no filter with that kind of thing. Now, obviously, I would hug great grandma, but I would feel like I would fucking break her still. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I had I had like a number of they weren't creepy, but it was just like, I don't know, they were just super old. And like, I feel like anytime like any of my grandmoms would kiss me, I'd get like makeup all over me. 
like the weird and it'd be that weird like white like yeah it's like you, yeah. you were almost like talcum like, powder <laughs> like you're a clown that's waking up the day after you, you got hammered or something they do put a lot and it's just like it's stuck some like in the creases and stuff like that and it's just like you sit at seeing there i never um one of my best friends in high school her dad was like the creepy guy oh, no. um that would all be like, oh, sit on my lap. Kind nice. of, and just like, oh, God. Yeah, Mike, his name was Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> I do have a history with Mike's. It's literally in a book. Um, so this podcast is about drugs. So um, I know that um, through some of your tweets, obviously not everything mm. on Twitter is real, but um, you were talking about um you know, being a recovering addict, uh, mm -hmm. basically. And I was like, Ooh, I want to talk about that with you because you're a dad and stuff. And I had, um, I had two of my girlfriends, um, who are moms that used to be strippers, you know, they're like suburban house moms now. And I'm like, Ooh, I need a dad now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Whatever you want to ask. I'm happy to answer. <laughs> um, so how long have you been married? Uh, my wife and I, we've been together for 20 years now. Oh my goodness. That's a really long time. And you said that you have three kids together. Yeah, we, we got cracking pretty early. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say within within three years of meeting each other, we had our first kid. And oh, wow. We, OK. Yeah, we cranked like one out every four years after that. So there you go. Do you guys do you plan on any more? No, um, it, it would take I don't know. I don't know what it was. It would take an act of God to, for another one to to end up in there. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I talk about it like it's magic, not like you have to actually do anything to make one. But. Yeah, it, we're we're done and we're looking forward to to being free. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it is because like you like yeah. we, we never like we were both twenty three when we had kids, so it's like there wasn't like this. Well, for me, it was wild and free twenties because I went out and I did drugs and did whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she didn't get to have that, so like now it's like it's kind of cool that like we'll be able to do that you together know, in our forties now, so we'll be able to to wild out on our own. Yeah. Do um. So you got married at twenty three. Were you using pretty heavy? Like, like, what are your favorite types of drugs? No, you know what? Um, for like or were longest, I should say? <laughs> yeah, for like the longest time, like I was just a drinker, mm -hmm. and I just loved to drink, and I would just go out, and especially like when I I started doing comedy in the year that that our first baby was on the way. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it was if it was an avoidance thing or what. But I would just go out every night and, and you know how it, how easy it is to just hang out till fucking three o'clock and you yeah. know, even later and just, you know, just talking with people. Mm -hmm. um, so for the longest time, I would say for like the first like first three years, you know, that I was doing comedy, it was just drinking. Mm -hmm. That's all I did. But then as um, somebody just just gave me Coke like one, it was just around and like uh, I remember it was 2006 okay. and I did it and it was like somebody flipped a switch in my head. Yeah. Was that the first time you ever did cocaine? Yeah, it was. Okay. And it was, and it was like, I, I was like older too. Like I was, mm -hmm. I think like 26, 27. So I think, you know, it was just around and somebody had it and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll do this. And Try it, it like, out. Oh my God. I fucking tried it out until I ended up in rehab. <laughs> Be like, this is the best. Yeah. yeah. Cocaine is uh, one of my favorites too. And it was the exact same thing when I tried it. I'm like, I am a big fan of this stuff. <laughs> this stuff is really fun. <laughs> it, it's hard not. I mean, with that. And then also, like, I ended up having like a couple back surgeries. I got hurt. So like they gave me a shit ton of opiates. OK. And at that point, like it was kind of like the same thing with Coke. It's just like, oh, my God, like like no wonder like people want to do this shit all the time. Like it, it's like, do you want to feel the best you've ever felt? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I want to. And either one of those things will do that for you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, for short periods of time, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they still do that. Um, so did you, so you just kind of like mix spells. So you like Coke and then the pills, uh, which continued the longest, do you think? Um, you know what? I, I think like I had like pills for probably, um, it was like 2012 to 2014. Mm-hmm. It was like a two, like a, a little over two year run where it was just like, you know, any, it was every month I'm getting between 120 and 180 of them. And I can legitimize it because it's coming from a doctor. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm a fucking zombie, yeah. you know, throughout every day of my life. But I was having the time of my life. Like I was telling one of my buddies, like during that time, it's like, you know, how you get, you're just super happy. Everything's wonderful. And you just love everybody. Like when you, when you start taking pills and then it's like, I remember I invited my dad over to watch a cheers marathon. And uh, he sits down and like, he can clearly tell that I'm fucked up. And it just within minutes, he's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go. It's like, what the fuck, man? Like, don't you want to watch cheers with me? Mm-hmm. But I mean, like that, that was it. And it's just like, I didn't care about, you know, you know, who was around eventually got to the point where I would just be by myself. It was just, you know, I was having fun and that's all that mattered. Yeah. That happens a lot, especially with, yeah. Cause you're in your own little world and unless other yeah. people are using with you, mm-hmm. A lot of times you wouldn't just be by yourself and you were still um obviously been married this whole time uh what was your wife during doing during all that uh miserable <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, i mean it really like i mean looking back like like i do feel i feel terrible because it was and i'm still kind of like the same way without like the substances like i need to be alone a lot of the time i you know i just you know, I'm most comfortable isolating from people. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, all right, if, if you tell me you need something, you know, I'll whatever you need, I'll meet those needs. But mm-hmm. for the most part, like, I just feel comfortable by myself. But um, yeah, so I, but there's like now it's like a healthier version where it's like, yeah, we can go out and do things together. Whereas before it's like, all right, if I had free time, I'm going out with my buddies or, you know, I'm just going out and, you know, hanging somewhere by myself for fucking eight hours. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, oh, it's a partner. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we can get out. Like, she came out to see me at work today, and like, uh, she didn't have lunch with me. She just watched me eat tacos by uh, by <laughs> by myself, which was very nice for. Uh, <laughs> she seems very, like an amazing woman. <laughs> yeah, it was very sweet. But uh, yeah, it's. I think it says something if you're willing to just you know go watch somebody give themselves diarrhea. Yeah, basically. That says a lot about that. <laughs> dedication love um yeah love is a great that's a crazy drug right there that is definitely uh, <laughs> we won't get into that one that one makes me want to puke uh, <laughs> um so you don't use now anymore correct like do you still drink nah. or yeah i gave up everything in um april of 2017 yeah what was uh your breaking point for that uh an awful bender okay. um i had um I would go in like spurt, like 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 month spurts of just not doing anything, and then like when I would fucking have a bender, boy, it would be a good one. And I went out, and I had a really bad one. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of my friends and I, um, do you know Tommy Pope? Um, I've met him once, I believe, at the Kumia uh, Network, like the studio, but not like hung out. Okay. I think it was like a brief kind of meeting thing. Well, me, me, Tommy, and Tim Butterly, and our buddy John McKeever, we had a show. Um, it seemed like it was going to get picked up by Comedy Central called Delco mm-hmm. Proper. Mm-hmm. And um, we were about to film the pilot and we were supposed to do a um, a press thing for it on this Monday morning. So Sunday night I was out with Tommy. I was getting hammered and he made it in to do the, this radio show we were supposed to do. And everybody else made it in, but I didn't make it. And I was fucked up. Like I was I was thank God I didn't go in because this thing would I mean, 
you know, everything you do lives forever now. Mm-hmm. But thank God I didn't fucking go in and just make an ass of myself because I was up all night just getting fucked up. And I thought I was fine at the time. But, you know, something in me said, like, I was in the parking lot of this radio station. Something in me told me not to go in. Mm-hmm. So I ended up um, just going to get a hotel room by myself because I still had a bunch of drugs. And I was just planning on doing drugs by myself for the day. But then once I got there, it's like, um, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever gotten a hotel room by yourself with a bunch of drugs. Yeah, I have. But <laughs> there's a certain point where it's just like, ah, uh, this isn't as much fun as I thought. It was it's be. really not. It's really kind of <laughs> sad. And then you're like, this is re- like, at least like call somebody. So you're not alone doing drugs. like one person, you fucking psycho. Yeah. But that's the thing, Aaliyah. Like I was terrified. I turned my phone off because I know my wife would be calling me off the hook. So yeah. It's like I couldn't even like call one of my buddies to like ask them if they can come out or just to, you know, keep me company for a little bit while I did drugs by myself. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what did it. And it's, you know. I didn't even like do all the drugs. I just, I dumped most of what I had down the drain. And then at that point I was just like, all right, I got to fucking do something different. Cause you know, I think it would have been okay if I didn't have the responsibilities that I had. Cause mm-hmm. I, even now, like, it's like, even though I'm stone cold sober, like I love drugs, I love mm-hmm. drugs. I love drinking and anybody that has a good time doing it, man, I'm, I'm happy for you. Like I, I want people to do that cause it can be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah. just for me, it was just that like I had other responsibilities and it kept fucking up more and more of those responsibilities. So, yeah, it was but, more of um, not where. So you felt more inclined because of because of your children, obviously, um, your wife job, but not necessarily because you thought that you were going to die. A little bit of that, too. Honestly, Aaliyah, like like my mental health, like at any given point, like I. I think it's highly conceivable that I could be uh, the subject of a fucking CNN breaking news alert. Like my mental stability is that mm-hmm. fucked up even now. Um, but with that shit, and I feel like looking back, like, you know, doing whatever I did was kind of a way to kind of like level things out. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead of es- escaping. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's probably what it was. So it's like, I, you know, and I like to do things the way that I want to do them. And if, you know, I, I want to do a ton of something or nothing at all. So it's highly conceivable that at one point I probably would have fucking OD'd or just wrapped my car around a tree. Yeah, I have that problem, too, with the binging on certain things, especially like it's fun, though. It really <laughs> is. It is. I was out like um, a couple nights ago and like because I don't go out that often right now. I'm waiting until I get my fucking second vaccine shot. But it's like I have one drink and, and like I'm out with people and I'm like, I need to have more than one drink, even though like mm-hmm. I had a bunch of fucking shit to do. Yeah, it's definitely. um that little trigger in your brain. We're like, no, this is what we want to do because this is what we like to do. So we are going to do this and fuck all other responsibilities. Yeah. And there's always like, I don't know if it's like this for you, but like, I always felt like there were certain like um, conditions where if like, especially like, for instance, like um, I went to fucking Tampa, Florida one time. Mm -hmm. And even at the time I wasn't drinking, I was like, all right, I could die here. This is my kind of place. It's a (laughs) fucked up place where you feel like you can get murdered at any time. And you could just, I would, nothing would make me happier than sitting behind a fucking 7-Eleven drinking 24-ounce Bud Ice fucking cans. In fucking Tampa. Oh, my God. It was, it was my kind of place. Yeah. But, and that, that, but that's the kind of shit that, like, that, I mean, it still excites me. My fucking eyebrows shoot up off the mm-hmm. fucking, off the top of my head when I speak about it. Yeah, but, yeah. You get that little adrenaline rush, like, are we going to do it this time? So yeah, you but, do, <laughs> but so you do, like, still get a lot of urges and stuff like that. Like, how do you combat them? Like, what makes you not? Um, you know what? I, I, I do. Like, if, if I pass, like, a billboard or something like that, like, 
I, I love drinking Budweiser. Um, if I pass like a Budweiser billboard, it's like, it's like my, I, I literally start salivating. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. I do, I do like miss it that much. Band. Right. <laughs> but it's just, you know, fortunately, like, I feel like I'm far enough removed and I've replaced it with enough like healthy things as to where, you know, I feel like there's an adult inside my brain now that, that okay. wasn't there before mm-hmm. where it was just like the, you know, perpetual fucking 21 year old. It just wants to go out and fucking raise hell. Rage. Yeah. Raging. Yeah, I don't um I don't really have an adult in my head yet. I don't um <laughs> it's think... not fun. I don't recommend it. No, but I am fairly responsible. I've always been um responsible when it comes with um with my drug usage and lack thereof. Uh but yeah, there are times when it always depends on what mood I'm in too, like what's going on in my mm-hmm. life, because it could be something like really shitty that happened, or it could be something that really good and that yeah. fun that happened. I'm yeah. like, oh, I need to celebrate or, oh, I need to cope. I've always been more of a celebrator than a coper. Okay. So when it comes with stuff, like I've noticed with, when it comes with like needing to cope with stuff, I like to, um, I'll do like microdosing of mushrooms and stuff like that. It, it helps with depression and it also like helps you kind of like work shit out a little bit. So I notice I do that instead of like going on like a drinking vendor or something, which and I can't do that much anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. I, you know, one thing like, yeah, the, the fucking hangovers became fucking monumental. Cause I'm 42. And once I yeah, hit like same. my mid thirties, it was just like, Holy fuck. Like this is going to knock me out for two days at least. Mm-hmm. But going back to the thing you talked about with microdosing, like I'm hearing more and more people saying that. And I know that if, if if it ever came to the point where I felt like I needed to go back on some kind of like medication to regulate my brain, mm-hmm. I would probably choose that over going on another SSRI because that shit was just some of that stuff. Yeah, a lot of that. I've never um, I definitely know I probably should have been on some mm-hmm. antidepressants at some certain points in my life. But I've also never wanted to be one of those people that has to take it forever. Like my mom yeah. has. To yeah, take- I felt that hers forever. And I'm just like, I don't want to be dependent on that. But I also just recently found out that I have ADHD and now like, you know, they're giving me Adderall and stuff, but it does, it does help a little bit, but yeah, I never wanted to have to do something like that. So I like the mushrooms because it does help me with depression. Like it helped me, you know, prevented me from committing suicide, you know, again, Mm. a couple of years ago, like 2018, I think. Um, to the point where like I was driving to Wisconsin, I'm like, oh, I could buy a gun in Wisconsin very easily (laughs) kind of thing. Um, But then like when I got to Wisconsin, I had some mushrooms and I just microdosed in my fucking parents' backyard. And I'm like, yeah, no, buying a gun's real dumb Um, (laughs) kind of thing. But it does, um, it has helped out a lot. And um, the thing with hallucinogenics too, is that I don't think that it would like, Cause you know how some people with certain drugs, like I know some people don't drink, but they may mm. smoke pot, yeah. but like if they were to try, like, you know, if they would take a pain pill, you know, they may go back to drinking, yeah. you know, it may be like a gateway, like a trigger thing. But I don't think like, especially if you're microdosing on, on mushrooms, I like obviously not an expert, but just uh, from my personal experience, I don't think that it would trigger anything to where you would want to like get more fucked up. Does that make sense? It does. And I'm with okay. you. Cause I mean, in my early twenties, like I, I did mushrooms a handful of times and mm-hmm. um, I didn't do them for like any kind of therapeutic purposes. I just, oh, wanted, yeah. I, I just wanted to have a fun time. <laughs> yeah. But even now, like, you know, 20 years later, I can look back and say that like, that was the only like real fun time I had using drugs where when it was over, it was just like, oh, that was fun. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas and with then you don't else. like feel like shit. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's just and it lasts a long time. And yeah, it feels like act- it's never going to fucking end. And it's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, always- I'm gonna go buy some. <laughs> I'm always trying to push acid or mushrooms. I'm like, yeah, it's better than cocaine. It's better than pills, and they can actually help you. Um, I don't know about microdosing on like acid if that um if that would like be like beneficial i'm sure that it probably would um you know especially with like i know that they have like microdosing and stuff of like ecstasy well mdma like the actual mm-hmm. like the the medical stuff not the street stuff you get from fucking yeah. toby on the corner of fourth um <laughs> It's not good. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, with, with acid, like, I don't know. You know how, like, when you have a bad experience with something, like, mm-hmm. for example, like, if you get really sick drinking something, anytime you think of that, it oh. gives you, like, an instant yeah, stomach ache. Yeah, like, that's how I feel with, with acid, because the one time that I did that, I had diarrhea, like, this. I was at a college party, and it's, like, it felt like my, my insides were going to explode. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Everything's mm-hmm. cool. And I turned a corner and it's a college party. So, of course, there's 15 fucking people waiting to get into the bathroom. And I was like, I might die right now. Like, I, I just got to go home. So I, I went home and I got I was able to poop. But that was enough to make me never want to do that again. <laughs> and acid shits. I was talking about this uh, with Doug Stanhope on um, uh, one of the other episodes about how, yeah, acid shits and like acid farts are like mm-hmm. the most disgusting. He called it like soft serve because it's not like hard <laughs> and it's not like liquidy it's just this and it's just like like it's like toxic like you're literally (laughs) releasing acid like some weird toxic acid from your body yeah that's a good way to describe because yeah that was one of the more gross experiences i had yeah so that was like the first and last time you ever tried acid oh that's yeah yeah it was just like yeah i i figured because it was a hallucinogen and i had fun with mushrooms before i'd be like oh well this is fun too but Mm -hmm. but again like i i didn't do it with like fun people yeah, when you do that kind of drug, you do want to be like in a have a safe circle of people. Yeah, there was somebody that was like tasked with being like, I guess, my babysitter for the night. But like, you know, it was they my failed. boy. So like, yeah, he was he just, wanted, <laughs> he just wanted to fuck with me all night. So like he was scaring me like at every opportunity he got. And he took me to this convenience store. He scared the shit out of me in the convenience store. And then when we went outside to his car while I was waiting for him to unlock the door, mm-hmm. I turned behind me and there was a, a police car with a police dog and the dog was staring at me. And I was just like, I'm never fucking doing this. Shit. <laughs> this, is, this is like every sign that could possibly be given to somebody to not do this again. <laughs> to not do that specific drug that actually happened uh, to one of my buddies this past summer. Uh, like when we had all of the... Um, like lockdowns and stuff like that mm-hmm. during the riots here in the city. And I'm like, I had some really good acid. I'm like, we're going to take one hit of this. And then once this starts kicking and we're going to take another hit, he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did that. And then like, we went downstairs and I noticed that he was acting. He's like, I'm kind of hot. I'm like, okay, let's go downstairs, smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in a high rise building, go downstairs and we're smoking a cigarette and he's fine. And he's like, I think I'm going to stay out here. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. Cause like yeah. now we're like, they're both starting to kick in and I've done this a lot. So like acid is like my drug. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm very, very good on this drug. It could be very functional on this drug. Um, and he's like, no, you're right. We should go upstairs. And uh, two police officers walked oh, no. by and he's a black man. And um, oh, all of a sudden fuck. he just started sweating profusely rightfully so and so i'm like 
why don't we go upstairs? And like, then we get in the elevator and there's someone else in the elevator. Oh my God. And which was hilarious. And he's like, and because mind you, I am also on just as much acid as he is. And I'm trying not to laugh, but like he is sweating like cartoon (laughs) style. It is just dripping sweat. And I'm trying not to laugh. And I know the dude, because my fucking neighbor talking to his fucking Pomeranian, like, hi, buddy. And uh, we finally get to the floor and I'm like, you're going to take a shower. I'm like, I'm going to stay. He's like, yeah, that's it. I'm like, I know. So we're going to stick you in the shower, (laughs) suck him in a cold shower and um, fed him brisket. And um, he was fine after that. Yeah. Well, I had, yeah. I mean, I was eating. He's like, I want brisket. I'm like, okay, here you go. (laughs) Yeah. I could eat on acid, which is weird uh, to some people apparently, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's, you know, that kind of shit scares me, like hearing, like having my own experience, like hearing like that kind of thing scares me. It's just I don't know that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know that, that that would ever be for me. But like hearing people like like you talk about it, being able to function mm-hmm. like to me, like that's just like, oh, my God, like, tell me more. Tell me more about how you were able to do that. Um, I think honestly, because of um, like acid was kind of like the first drug that I really did. And the first time I ever did it, I did it in high school, like mm-hmm. actually in class in high school. Oh, God. How did that go? Um, it was actually kind of fun. Um, and I did it a couple other times, but for this, like the very first time that I did it, um, it was, I believe it was me and my girlfriend, Kim. And, um, I had to go, I had English class, which was very boring. And then I had Spanish class, which Uh. was not boring. Um, so I remember like we dropped it in English class. And so, you know, it takes a little while to kick in. So it didn't really start kicking in until the end of the class which was great. And for some reason during this particular class, we were doing um, sign language. Uh-huh. Like, like we're reading some book about, maybe it was Helen Keller. I don't remember. I just remember that we had to learn how to like spell our names and like do a whole sentence. Uh-huh. And so my acid just started kicking in as I had to like go up. I was like, cause he was just picking names out of a bucket. I'm like, I better not be fucking last. And of course I was. So that was kind of fun. Like doing like <laughs> sign language when I was on, I was like, my fingers are fun. <laughs> I was like, what is it? But I like, I did it because like, I don't know, just memory or like out of fear or something. But yeah, did it. It was fine. And then Spanish class. Um, I had a very big high school, East and West, uh, West Bend West, West Bend East. And they're two high schools, but they're connected together. So I had to go all the way over to the East um, High School. And mm. this classroom was super fun because she had pinatas and was very colorful. Oh, there cool. was lots of reds of reds and oranges and stuff. And at that time, like, because you kind of get like the giggles. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the, the gigglies. And I'm just in class, just looking around, laughing. <laughs> I'm like, see, you know, and she's like talking. I'm like, see, see, you know, like, I, still <laughs> I took fucking four years of Spanish. I understand it. I can't speak it. Um, just, um, and then I had to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I think I'm just going to leave like school in general. <laughs> and so, um, but let, yeah. And then another time I actually have a tattoo on my arm from something from a social studies class. Um, but yeah, I think cause I started doing acid like in places where I had to be functional that I mm-hmm. just kind of like maybe trained myself to be somewhat of a functioning human being in yeah. situations, or at least like, I think I'm functioning. I've never, well, I did get caught once by my mom. Um, did you get in yeah. trouble or was she cool? No, 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 no. She was just mad that I drove. Uh, mm-hmm. that was about it, which is rightfully so. Um, no, she didn't um, necessarily care that we were on acid. She was just mad that we went sledding um, beforehand because she worked third shift. She wasn't <laughs> supposed to fucking be home. And then she came home because uh... it was a big snowstorm. And I just sat down and she's just like, why are your pupils so dilated? And then just the laughs 
just tears and I'm like, <laughs> we took some acid and went sledding, mom. And she's like, you weren't driving. And, and my boyfriend at the time was like, she went five miles an hour. It was fine. I was like, probably not helpful <laughs> with that at all. But yeah, I think that's how I was able to function. I'm pretty good. Even when I'm drunk, people can't really tell that I'm like super hammered, which is a skill, but not a good thing necessarily. I don't know. That's something that, you know, I wish I had like when I, when I was doing everything I was doing, cause like I would just go downhill quickly with, with virtually everything I did. I would just get super annoying. Mm-hmm. just want to talk to people constantly and, and just making plans with people, texting people. Like, like I remember like texting a friend, like uh, I was watching the, the, like, the Coke, the Coke uh, plans. All the coke. Leah, wasn't even. It was just like just these out. It was mostly like travel related. Like it was like nice stuff. It was like I remember like I was watching like a hockey game. Like my hockey team is the Flyers, and my buddy texted me something about it. I was like, "Yo, Jim, let's let's make plans to go to Winnipeg to watch the Flyers play the Jets." And this was like fucking January. Like who the fuck goes to Winnipeg in January? But in my mind, that made a lot of sense because you know I was just having fun. Yeah. And hockey. Did you ever go on any of those? Nope. Not a single one. I've definitely like on some Coke vendors, I wrote down all the plans. I'm like, no, we are going to do this. This is something that we're going to do. We never. Yeah, I feel like th- like that was like mo- more times than not. Like, you know, if I had like a-, a bender, it was with people who were like, OK, to be around with that mm-hmm. you could have like make those kind of like fun plans with. But uh, I remember one time like I made plans with a drug dealer to take him to a Phillies game. And at the time, like the Phillies are really good. So like tickets mm-hmm. were kind of hard to come by and like somebody had given me tickets. And then the next day, it's like when you come to like after after your bender's over, you're just going through like the card catalog of all the fucked up shit you did. Yeah. And I'm just thinking like, like, oh. like, oh, fuck, do I have to take this guy to the Phillies game? <laughs> <laughs> Does he remember? I don't no, think he no, he had no recollection. Oh, which is always great. I always love that. Like I like just out of fear, like waiting for a text message, be like, I'm not going to do that. Like I'm not jumping out of the fucking airplane today. Like it's not happening. Oh, I- to, <laughs> to that point, Aaliyah, um, you know, Ryan Shaner, right? Yeah. 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 He was on the show. Oh, uh, he, yeah. He's um he's the man. But um the la- yeah, the last weekend where I had my bender, mm-hmm. he had um I'd given him a ride. My wife had given him a ride home mm-hmm. and we stayed at, at Helium Comedy Club like late as shit. And they stopped serving beer. So I was like, oh, man, I really wish I had more booze. So I was like, do you have any booze at your house? He's like, yeah, I got like a third of a bottle of vodka. I was like, can you pour it for me or at least give me some of it? <laughs> sure. So he ran in his house and he, and he got like a pint glass full of vodka and he ran it out to me. Sweetest thing ever. Just so I could have something to drink for the 15 minute ride home. Because I was just so happy to be drinking again. Yeah. And then when I came home from that hotel that morning, uh, as I'm processing like hitting rock bottom uh shaner sends me a text like asking if like because i had promised him in return an entire bottle he's like yo is there any chance we can meet up today so you can give give me that bottle of vodka i was just like oh my god yeah and i just recently like two months ago i venmoed him he's like what the fuck is this for i was like dude uh do you remember four years ago where it was like uh, i'll gladly pay you tuesday for a hamburger today deal you (laughs) for a glass of vodka for a fucking an entire bottle two days later he's like i have no recollection of that so i was like all right well i'm well, glad i gave you 20 bucks then right there you go there's your bottle of vodka that's hilarious isn't that part of like um the recovery process where you make amends right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I left him out in the initial round but then i was just like oh fuck man like i totally forgot to give him that that bottle again 
That's hilarious. Um, did you actually, well, you've been to rehab. So how was, um, how was that? Like how many times have you been to rehab? I only went once. (laughs) Only went once. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want me to brag, but, uh, (laughs) um, how long were you there for? Like, it was fine. Like I wasn't insured, but I got lucky. Like this was, um, in 2006 and it was, I live in an area, I live right by the Philly airport. So like this area is just getting, has been getting crushed by the opioid epidemic for years now. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like this was right before like things started to get really bad. So I got lucky and like I got in without insurance. The county paid for me to stay for 17 days. So I got in and it was it was just what I needed at that time. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great. People were super helpful. Um, it kind of like, like one of those like religious ones, because, you know, how some of them can be like, no, thank God. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure they would have fucking taken me with open arms. But this was like a, a decent one, like around around me. Um and I just got lucky and it was, you know, they just happened to have like a bed available and the county had county had like a certain amount of funding that they could give you mm-hmm. if you were uninsured. And I lucked out. They gave it to me. And honestly, like, even though like I went out and still got fucked up, you know, after that, like that was like a good experience to have. Like, all right, look, like, okay. clearly you're not crushing it in life if you're ending <laughs> up in this fucking place. Yeah. And it was cool. That, like th- there was like a lot of funny shit that happened. Like, and it was just like there's a lot well, of. I'm- it, it's it's fucking weird and it's because like people are there for different reasons like some mm-hmm. people are there because like they're genuinely at rock bottom other people are there because it's like you know it looks better for them if they're have, facing like a court case or something like that mm-hmm. other people are there because they're pressured to go there so it's like you have all these people there for all these different reasons and it's just funny to see especially the people that clearly still want to get fucked up but they're being forced there for one reason or another they're always trying mm-hmm. to sneak shit in the back door like <laughs> like people hooking up there people trying to take other people's fucking drugs because they would still give you your shit. Like, if you were taking, like, antipsychotics and shit like that. Yeah, like, like the prescription stuff yeah. or whatever. Yeah, they would have those, but people would still, you know, in full addict mode trying to negotiate these fucking crazy pills <laughs> if they can't get pills that'll get you fucked up. Yeah, they'll be like, what will these do? <laughs> and they will. A lot of people will. They'll literally do yeah. anything. My uncle, he was, um, he was a big alcoholic, and yeah, he hid you know, bottles of alcohol in the garage mm-hmm. and then like was drinking. I remember mouthwash one time. Yeah, it's a big one. I, I've heard other people doing that, too. And it's you yeah, know, I'm not like, above that, but it was it yeah. just wasn't my thing. You know? <laughs> I'm like, I don't like I definitely have thought about that, like especially with, with drinking. Like, I don't think I would do that with drinking, but there have definitely been times where I felt like I was Macaulay Culkin in that fucking party <laughs> monster movie, like looking on the rug. I'm like, I knew yeah. I had another bag of cocaine yeah. around here somewhere. Uh, kind uh, of feeling. <laughs> to that point, Aaliyah, like one of the, like it, it still even excites me to this day that I found this, but I was, I was doing Coke in a friend's kitchen one time mm-hmm. and I don't know what forced me to do this, but I, I lifted up his cookie jar and as I tilted it back, he had another bag of Coke under there and we were like running low and it was just like, why would I think to do that? And how would this thing be there? Right. And <laughs> be it was like, well, like, if I like... were a bag of Coke, this is where I would hide. <laughs> yeah. I guess my spidey senses were tingling, but right. <laughs> God damn. That was. Yeah. That, that is actually, I've had that happen and be like, no, there's more Coke. Yeah. And then sometimes uh, I've done that with weed before. Like, I smoke a bunch of weed I have mm-hmm. for years and then like cleaning out my car and just finding whole ounces and be like, oh, that's where that yeah. went. And be like, I forgot I had that in here. Yeah, it's like an adult Easter egg hunt. It kind of is like finding money in, in winter jackets after the season <laughs> or whatever. I love that. That's the, the best. 
That's my absolute favorite. Um, so you said that um, after rehab, uh, you went back to using. How long was it after rehab? Did you start using? Was it like right away or did it take a while? It was a couple months. It was probably three months. It was, yeah, I went in July. And what threw me off the wagon was the Phillies were about to win their division for the first time <laughs> in fucking since 1993. And this was like 2006, I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 2006. So it was like, okay, well, they're going to win their division. So I was negotiating with my wife. I was like, look, I'm not going to drink beer. I'm not going to drink liquor, but I want to drink champagne because the Phillies <laughs> are my drink. team. Yeah. And like, I even had, like have a picture. Like my, my daughter was three and like I have a picture of her dumping champagne on my head. And it was just like, all right, this is it. I'm just drinking champagne because the Phillies won't. But sure enough, like, you know, as time progressed, it was just I was back to doing everything that I wanted to do. Yeah, within it. Yeah, it doesn't. It really does only take that one fucking time, mm -hmm. and to have that taste again. Kind of. Oh god, yeah. And for me, like, it was always like this. The second I had a drop of alcohol, it was just like a sign would go off in my head, like you should probably get some coke. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, it pairs well. Yeah. It's like it's like a waiter at a steakhouse, like telling you what pairs well with your steak. It's just like this cocaine <laughs> definitely pairs well with your Budweiser. <laughs> yes. I. I don't like the fact that Budweiser is your beer of choice oh only because God, I'm only because I'm from Wisconsin. So that's like Miller. kind of like Miller. Yeah. yeah that's kind of like, right, our... I'm sorry. No, it's fine. We, it's, we can dump like, over this. Yeah, no, you could drink um, your rice beer. That's fine. Um, it's fine. Uh, fucking Bud, Bud Light <laughs> actually gives me this shit. It's like, I can't drink Bud Light. Like that's uh, what, like I Budweiser, like my, one of my dad's um, girlfriends, I guess he married her. Um <laughs> Pat. No, she's great. They did get married. I don't know if they're still married. Um, but yeah, she always drank Bud Light. And so when I was younger in Wisconsin, we would just we drink. Uh, <laughs> she would let me drink Bud Light. I was like, oh, yeah, Bud Light. Like if I would rather drink pureed dog shit than drink Bud Light. But I loved Budweiser. Yeah, that's that's good. You gotta you love yeah. what you love, you know. Can't change yeah. that. <laughs> um, so now you have three kids, and you said that they're a little bit older. So what do you mean? Are they like preteens or teenagers? Uh, seventeen, fourteen, and ten. So also, you a whole spectrum of fun ages. Yeah, right so they're coming like the, of two ages. Yeah. So like now it's it's cool because like they're they're self sufficient and you know they're they're people. Yeah, you know, because when they're kids, Little it's just people. like, all right, well, yeah, you're just somebody who wants things from me all the time. But now it's just like <laughs> they all got their own lives, and you know, they're all they're all great kids, and mm -hmm. um, hopefully, you know, weren't too tainted by my behavior because I was just fucking doing what I wanted for so long, and hopefully, yeah. like I, I mixed enough good stuff in there to kind of level that off, like and, counteract. Do you think? Yeah. Um, because I know when I was younger, like my dad and, and like specifically my stepmother, they used all the time. They were big drinkers mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And for a very long time, I was very anti-smoking cigarettes, mm -hmm. anti-drugs, anti-drinking, like all of that. Until I did it, I was like, this is the best, yeah, it's the best. ever. Um, so do your, so your kids know that you had like a drug and drinking problem. Yeah. Um, how did you still talk to them about them like trying and using drugs? Cause they're still kids like, you know, teenagers, mm -hmm. especially the 17 year old, like peer pressure and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I, I want them to be caught. Well, specifically my two oldest girls, my two oldest are girls. Mm -hmm. So more than Sorry anything about else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want them, you know, aside from like knowing like what the effects of like the drugs or especially alcohol do, I want them to know like, 
the ramification of, of you know the dangers that are out there that's mm-hmm. relative to those things like if you're at a party it's like there's probably going to be some predators there yeah and there's plenty of dudes out there they're going to take advantage of people the second they the second they realize that somebody is incapacitated mm-hmm. so i want them to be aware of the fact that there are fucked up people out there that are going to take advantage of people who are just trying to have a good time because like if I, if yeah. if i'm a 17 year old guy like me like i was if I have eight beers, it's not a big deal. I'm just going to sit in the corner and piss myself. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the unfortunate reality is, is like if a 17 year old girl is passed out, somebody's probably going to try to fuck with her at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just want to make As them someone who was a 17 year old girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and I, I just want to make them aware of just, you know, not that they have to do anything different, but just, you know, there are people out there that are just opportunistic and waiting for somebody mm-hmm. to appear fucked up who's just trying to have a good time yeah and you know and fucking awful things do happen no they really do yeah my dad was always um he's like dudes are gonna want to fuck you you're not gonna want to fuck them this is how you kill them like that Mm. was um our sex talk (laughs) my dad's a little crazy (laughs) no but yeah he was always just like he's like you're gonna do drugs he's like but just make sure you're around the right people make sure that you're safe and they my parents are always like we know that you're gonna do this stuff um but just call us if you need help. Like, don't ever hesitate to call. So I've said it on the show before, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, we would have like certain houses where we could drink at, you mm-hmm. know, because they didn't want us drinking and driving and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not sure is necessarily the best type of parenting. But at the same time, like it definitely kept a bunch of us from dying, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, what? and I think, you know, that's a huge thing. And it's, it's something that that wasn't hammered home a lot for me in regards to drinking and driving where it was my mm-hmm. friends and I, we just did it all the time. Yeah. I learned how to drive fucked up. <laughs> yeah. We thought it was in, honestly, it kind of was fun when you're driving fucked up and, and yes. it was fun because nothing bad happened to us. But mm-hmm. you know, as you get older, you start to see, you know, people not being as fortunate and then you start to realize then. Yeah. Well, that's like your brain starts like being more developed yeah. because when you're yeah. younger, you're more about like reward than consequences yep. of said reward. Oh yeah. I used to do fucking insane shit. Um, driving. I mean, I am a very skilled driver. I've been driving since <laughs> I was 10, but at the same time, yeah. Um, now I've, I've said before, I definitely couldn't drive drunk. I still, um, like I'll definitely like take some acid or mushrooms and like, if I'm out in like the country or whatever, I'll mm-hmm. drive around. Absolutely. Where you're from back home. Is it all country? Uh, Wisconsin, basically just cows yeah. everywhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no uh, Milwaukee, um, is a fairly large city. We have one like mini skyscraper, I guess you could call it. I'm not sure if <laughs> we have, uh, Milwaukee and Madison happen to be like our biggest cities, the biggest mm-hmm. college towns. It's a big, there's a lot of schools in Wisconsin, like Marquette and lacrosse and yeah. So, um, I grew up mostly there. in Milwaukee and kind of um, on the outskirts, some suburbs, West Bend, Port Washington. Okay. Um, lived in Texas for a while back. Yeah. All over. Damn. Yeah. The clo- stayed, stayed in Philly. Yeah. And it's just, area. I mean, it's, it's technically considered suburbs, but it's growing up. It was more like an urban environment because it was right next to Philly. Mm-hmm. You could walk there from where I lived. And now it's, it's, it's the suburbs, but it's the same deal where like you could be in the city within like 15 minutes. Yeah, I've always kind of liked living like on the outskirts of mm-hmm. like Milwaukee, but here, like, because I tried living in Brooklyn and I was just like, I loved because I had a house with a backyard, which is yeah. like what I like. And now I'm fucking in Manhattan, but I never traveled outside of Manhattan <laughs> when I lived in Brooklyn. <laughs> What's your favorite place to travel to? Um, 
Oh, I really liked, um, I like how you're taking over my podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love Zay Watanejo was really beautiful. Um, I got to spend some time in the uh, Swiss Mexico. Yeah, Mexico, Zay Watanejo. They talk about in Shawshank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I remember it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that that was really great. Um, was it the Swiss or the French Alps? I guess um, I got to spend a weekend there. That was really great. Um, Madrid was fun. Oh Jesus! Um, I've been yeah, the couple of the foreign places like the United States because my dad and my uncle were truck drivers. So like growing up, I got to travel all over the place. So oh, that's days. awesome. Yeah, like I love Texas. Texas is great. I actually, my uncle lives outside of Tampa, Clearwater. Uh, um, Florida. Yeah. So I went there. Um, I was not, it took me 30 years to leave Wisconsin, only eight months to leave Florida. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Too murdery for you. Well, it was more like, um, as my uncle, one of my uncle's girlfriends said that people go to Florida to either hide or die, you know, hide from something or die. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not ready to do either yet. So (laughs) I'm going to go move to LA and suck cock on film for a while. Um, (laughs) and that's what I did. You're welcome, everybody. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, take back over my show. Um, well, thank you for coming on. What um your dad me podcast. I love dads. Um uh what else do you guys want to promote? Well, you uh that's really it. Like right now, um, I do dad me podcast with with my friend Tim Butterly. And it's if you're a fat fucking idiot who enjoys positivity, who is who wants to get with people that are setting goals in life and just going after shit without all the fucking the rah-rah, you know, positivity bullshit that you might see in other places, you know, come get with our group. You know, we got a great group of people that, that interact with us that, that are setting the same kind of goals that are going after shit and not just, you know, taking life as it comes. External circumstances can suck our dick. You know, we're just going to dictate our own lives and, and just have fun. Suck our dicks to all our enemies. Yep. Um, well, thank you very much for coming on. It was a pleasure to eat meet you. I guess that's so fucking tacky to say, though, right? When it's so fun to eat. That's appropriate. Though. I, I had a pleasure. Thank you so much for having though. me. <laughs> this was awesome, Millie. I really like talking to you. Yeah, yeah. No, I know it was fun. Um, all right. Uh, obviously, you can find this podcast uh, wherever the fuck you're listening to um, right now, and follow me on Twitter, the Aaliyah Janine, and at Aaliyah Janine on. Instagram, because I'm still being shadow banned on Instagram. Oh, fuck. (laughs) It's fun.